Carey, and uh, we're going to wrap up this um, series on learning from the past and building towards the future. For those of you that are joining us on uh, our podcast, YouTube, uh, Spotify, um, all these places that we're at now, uh, thank you for tuning in. And uh, we really, really uh, appreciate you, and we pray a blessing upon your life. And keep tuning in. We have some really, really good sessions coming up. Pastor Kerry, how are you? I'm good, sir. How are you? I'm good, sir. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, sir. How are you? It's almost on, man. Uh, we're going to start on Wednesday nights. Let me let you know what's happening on Wednesday nights starting in January. We're talking about the Ministry of Helps. I'm good, sir. How are you? All right. We're going to start talking, Pastor Kerry, on the Ministry of Helps on, um, on Wednesday nights. And it's going to be really, really good. Um, I almost translated myself in Spanish. Uh, it's going to be really good. And you may ask, what's the Ministry of Helps? Anything that helps. You know, there, 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 are, are, um, there are people that are called to be givers. That God uses you to give, to fund different things to make things happen. There are some that help to assist a leader, to assist in setting up, to, to assist in encouraging. There are people that are called to just encourage, you know. Uh, and I want to tell you something. As pastors, sometimes we get off this pulpit and we're like, what in the world is going on? Isn't that right, Pastor Sam? And sometimes it helps when somebody says, you know what, that was good. We need to hear that, Pastor man keep preaching whatever you know we, we need that that person that says preach it preacher you know uh so there's different areas in the ministry of helps and here's the wonderful thing about the ministry of helps once you get involved in the ministry of helps it starts to build you you start to grow you start to increase in your spiritual life and in every area other areas and then god begins to use that to place you where god really has called you and you'll find out your calling uh, so it's going to be really, really good uh, coming in January. So, Pastor Kerry, anything you uh, you got to say before we get started on this? Yeah, the simplest way, I'll, the best way to describe the ministry of helps is, how do you spell ministry? W-O-R-K, work. There you go. It's bottom line. And everybody has a part to play when it comes to building God's kingdom, right? I think some, I like, think sometimes we just... I um, think it's just like the leadership or the board or the pastoral staff, but it's everybody here plays a part in building the kingdom. So when it comes to the Ministry of Helps, the best way I can describe it to you is how do you spell ministry? W-O-R-K. Work. There's work to be done when it comes to building God's kingdom. That's right. That's good. That's really good. Well, Pastor Sam's here with us uh, tonight, and we're going to kind of we're going to kind of ask him some things. He's been with the ministry for many, 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 many years, and you've heard some of the the good stories that we have. And uh, Pastor Sam is uh, uh, in a lot of those, but it's good because Pastor Sam, you learned a lot through the years. Um, and I'm going to start off by reading uh, Joshua 24:15. This has really been on my heart for some time now, and every time I read it, I, I just get more out of it, but it's when Joshua was talking, and he's talking to the generations to come, uh, and that were, they were with him at the time, and I guess he got fed up, he needed to make a decision, he needed to stand his ground, he needed to let people know where he stood, and he needed to ask the other generations where they stood, and so this is what he said, he says, if it seems evil 
unto you to serve the Lord. Another translation says, if, if, if uh, serving the Lord is just boring to you, is just like not appetizing to you, you, you don't like doing it. If, if the serving, uh, serving the Lord seems evil to you, choose you this day whom you're going to serve. In other words, make a decision. Make a decision. What are we going to do? Okay. It says, are you going to serve the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell? He says these words that we quote all the time. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now, pastors, in, in times past, we used to use that and, you know, really lay down the law in our homes or just let people know where we stood or let our kids know where we were or whatever. But really, this was also Joshua's way of saying, hey, look, I've got to make a decision here, too. And I've got to be accountable, too. OK, so I want to let you know what my plans are. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. So this tells me this, pastors, that serving the Lord um, is a choice, you know, is a choice that you make. You don't just fall into it. You just don't, you know, uh, pray about it. You know, well, let me pray about it. You don't pray about it. It's a decision that you make. You know what? Hey, that's it. Uh, enough's enough. I, I have got to, I have got to get on the ball. I, I, bottom line is, I'm going to be in church. Bottom line is, I'm going to get involved. Bottom line is, I'm going to start praying. I, I need a relationship with God, and the decision starts now. I don't know what anybody else is going to do, but I know what I have to do, okay? And that's what Joshua was saying. And I say that to say this, because our choice to serve the Lord doesn't just make things go away and make everything good, okay? Serving the Lord takes commitment, Okay? And I think that's what a lot of people sometimes are afraid of. Well, I'm afraid of, of, um, of saying yes to uh, Brother Bill or Brother Anthony or uh, helping with the ushers or just whatever because there's a commitment that comes along with it. But it's not a bad word. I'm telling you what, man, commitment can bless you. And so, Pastor Sam, I guess the first question I, I, I have for you is, uh, what is your definition of commitment? And, and, you know, I can say you've been committed to the ministry. Um, what has it done for you? You know, what has it done for you? What has commitment really done for you? Well, I have to, uh, I have to go back to, to the scriptures. Mm -hmm. I mean, scripture is the ones that made me to fulfill that commitment. Without the scriptures, you cannot, you want, the Bible says that you will not have no direction. You will perish. Well, that's good. You know? And so, the book of, uh, uh, where, where am I at? Okay, it's in the book of uh, uh, Romans, chapter 5, verse 4. Look what it says. It says this, that for everything that was written in the, in the past was written to teach us, so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might ho have hope. But one of the things that, that uh, has helped me to, be fully committed was learning how to endure, okay? Endure, because many times what happens, uh, and this is what I, I teach the class, that the, the, the people that are misguided, you know, many years, years ago, remember they, they used to say this, give your life to the Lord and everything's going to be all right. Mm -hmm. Right? But how many know that 
the times that we're living in and, and things are going on around the world, it's like the right way to say it is give your life to the Lord. Welcome to problems. Mm. But here's the thing. We can get that full confidence and insurance within our lives to know for a fact that God says that he has overcome this world. Okay? Because why? Because God's word will make you who you are and how to endure those things. What has helped me is learning how to uh, progress and keep going forward no matter what. Because how many know that even though the enemy may tell you that, man, look at all these problems and look at the world. But here's the thing, guys, that we have to understand that he wants you to see those things, but he does, he does not want you to see the blessings that are up ahead. Amen. Okay? Because as soon as, check out this, as soon as that you're fixing to give up, the blessing was right there. Yes, sir. That's why he says in the book of Ephesians, stand therefore, having done all, stand, stand. Amen. Okay? And so, to answer your question, uh, to be fully committed, because I, I don't want to blow my own horn, okay? Sure. But for 38 years, uh, I, cannot, I cannot go back, and I'm, I'm not saying that I'm better than anybody, okay? God knows my heart. But throughout the 38 years of co uh, being uh, committed to the Lord and to, towards the ministry and to the call of God, uh, I cannot, I was thinking about that the other day. I cannot recall how many days I've missed church or I have missed uh, uh, things that what God is doing within this ministry. And, and, it, and let me tell you something. What you see, everything here, it didn't happen just overnight. It took a lot of perseverance and dedication, uh, not only... Uh, the Lord, but also with the man and woman of God that God has placed within this ministry. And let me tell you something, to be fully committed, because there were some times that it was tough. It was, it was hard. To, it, it, you wanted to throw in the towel. But I, I've learned, uh, I, you know, I, when I was, I was thinking about that too, was that I remember when uh, I, was, I was going to school in Matthews Junior High, and our coach used to make us run all the way through Clovis, all the way to Canyon Lakes, and run these hills. I don't know how far that is, but there's where Pastor Bermond, y'all did that program over there where the waterfall is falling, and there were some hills out there, and, and our coach would tell everybody, I want to hear everybody say you love these laps. If you don't hear, if, you, if I don't hear no, nobody saying we love it, we love it, that's mm -hmm. another lap. <laughs> And when some of the guys were saying, oh, we, we don't love it, we don't love it, man. And he heard it, guess what? There was another lap, and everybody was getting on to him. <laughs> but you see, but he, you know what he was teaching us? How to endure. Yeah. En otras palabras, como aguantarlo. You know, how to endure those things. And, and to be fully committed, it's going to take a lot of dedication. And you have to learn how to uh, progress in the midst, I, I see it, I, I, I hate to say, use this example, but I, I used it in class the other day uh, uh, with that squirrel that, that just 
um, those those prairie dogs, they mm -hmm. go in the bottom of the ground and they dig and dig and dig and dig until they go for whatever they're trying to do. Mm -hmm. Guess what? And it doesn't matter how tough it is, right? Guess what? We have to learn how to push ourselves no matter what. Amen. To the place that God is trying to do that work within our lives. Amen. What's your commitment, Pastor Kerry? About when, I, when I think of how you were asking about um, serving God has to be a choice, and you talked about commitment to serving God. See, I'm the type of person who likes to uh, look at people as an example. I don't know if anybody else is like that. Like, I see people as an example. I look for inspirations in people and things like that. So when I think of commitment, people who are committed when it comes to serving the Lord, I think of pastor. I think of you, Pastor Chris. I think of you, Pastor Sam. I think of you, Pastor Furman. I think of all the different people that I see in my life who have been doing ministry and have been serving the Lord longer than me, and they're still here. They're still in the trenches. They're still serving God. That's an all-out commitment. All in, no matter what, whether their classrooms are full or not full, fully committed to God. And the verse that comes to mind is when Jesus talked about counting the cost. You know, when he called people, he said, hey, make sure you count the cost before you follow me, because it's going to cost you something. Being in the ministry now, 10 plus years, I totally get that. Like, I really, really do. And I'm still learning and growing, but when it comes to being committed, it's really an all-in decision. Like, hey, look, I'm going to serve God with everything. I'm going to, I'm going to give him my all. I'm all in no matter what. There's, what it, how did Jesus say it? Uh, don't put your hands, you can't put your hands to the plow and look back. you got to keep moving forward with the Lord. That's all-out commitment. And in the world we live in today, let's be honest, that, that type of commitment is very, very rare when it comes to serving God. Because we want to serve God out of our convenience, right? Mm -hmm. What works for us, you know what I'm saying? And so, to me, when I think of commitment, I think of different men and women in my life who I've known over the years who have been good examples for me, but also looking at scriptures, what Jesus talked about, hey, listen, you know, count the cost, going all in. And then there's a verse in scripture in Acts where there was a group of men that committed their life to Christ. They, they became Christians. But before they were Christians, they were like witch doctors. They were like sorcerers. They practiced witchcraft. And the Bible says that when they gave their life to Jesus, the Bible says that they were all in, like fully committed, that they took all of their books, they took all of their robes, they took everything that they owned, literally made a huge bonfire and threw it into the fire. Wow. And, the, and, and if you look at how much it was worth, it was worth hundreds of thousands of dollars today, what they threw in the fire. That's all-out commitment to the Lord when you think about it. Someone who's like, look, I'm all in. I'm not going back. I'm serving the Lord. I'm fully committed. And so that when you think of serving the Lord and, and all-out commitment, that's what that looks like to me. Someone who basically says, there's a line in the sand. I've stepped over, and I'm not going back. Amen. And, you know, here's the thing. Those of you that have, have just started serving the Lord maybe months, a couple of years now, um, it, honestly, it, it gets better and better if you just hang in there. If you just hang in there, you're going you're gonna to get to a point where there's just traction. It's, it's just as like a pastor, you know. Uh, as a pastor continues going and continues going, he's going to see, uh, you know, setbacks and situations like Pastor Sam was, was explaining. And he's going to see challenges and all these things. But, you know, when you serve God, God sees your commitment 
And I'm telling you what, there's an anointing that comes over your life. There's an anointing that comes over your life that things become easier to do than what they used to be. Uh, things that you couldn't overcome very easily, you'll be able to, you know, you used to get discouraged real easy. Now you don't. You used to get uh, upset real easy. Now you don't. You used to get discouraged really easy. Now you don't. But that comes in time. That comes in time of committing and and, and, and just really, just, just like Pastor Kerry said, setting your hands at the plow and continue going and going and going. But, I, I, you know, pastors, I, I can say for myself, I don't struggle with that all the time, saying, oh, man, I've got to stay committed. Oh, man. It just becomes part of you that it's like second nature, you know? It's like you don't have to work sometimes at committing because once you're committed to something, it just begins to flow in your life. You have to just take that first step of faith because commitment is faith. It's faith. I think sometimes what we have to be uh, uh, careful with more than just uh, being afraid of committing uh, commitment is distractions that come. That's tough. Distractions, okay? Because you can be committed to something and there can be distractions in your life. You ever been distracted, Pastor Sam? So many times. I mean, the thing is this, is that if, if God laid it in your heart to do whatever task or whatever you have within your heart to fulfill, I mean, God's going to make it happen. You know, uh, you, don't have be, uh, you don't have to be begging people to come to whatever. If God placed that within your heart, God's going to send the right people the right time and he's going to send the right finances to make things happen. Amen. But, of course, you have to take that step of faith and trust God. It's like many years ago when we had our first uh, youth rally here uh, with Unity Clan. Uh, I took that step of faith. I hey, got encouraged I, I took that and motivated. C I took that CD, man, <laughs> to Hobbs. I still got CDs, Pastor Sam. Uh, Pastor uh, Kerry. You I and Nathan only. And I saw that. I went to the bottom of the stack, and I saw. I, I said, "Angela, should we take that?" She said, "Let's take it." But we didn't get. We, we didn't get to that one anyway. I, I would never forget when I, I went to a different. Uh, uh, let me just back up a little bit. I, I got encouraged through Pastor because he he really encouraged me. When he remember, do y'all remember when y'all went to a youth event in Plainview, mm -hmm. and you had told me that you know he had said. That you know we can make this happen within this ministry. Yes, man, that that gave me a motivation to just go out and make things happen. And I will never forget when I went to the east side at, at a at a bingo place, and the 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 owner was there, and and he had a big old cigar in the office, and he told me, he said, "How can I help you make this thing happen?" Wow. And I will never forget, he reached down, Pastor, and he said, how much do you need? And he wrote down, he wrote a $500 check. And he said, will this help you? I was in awe, man. I was like, bring it on, okay? But here's the thing, guys. And, and we had success during that event. I call it success, not because of me. It's because the Lord made it happen. Yes. And let me tell you something, guys. When we took that challenge, when we took that faith, yes, it was easy to get discouraged, mm -hmm. okay? 
Because how many know that when everything is going good, everybody's patting you on the back. Mm-hmm. But when, when somebody comes up to you and tells you all kinds of crazy stuff, nobody's patting you on the back. Mm. But here's the thing. I cannot focus my life on what other people do or say. I need to focus on what he's saying to my life. And he told me that there was a great need, and to this day, there's still a great need to reach out towards yes. this generation. Yes. You know, I was so blessed to see Brother Peter uh, this past Monday, him and his family, going out and, 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 and giving out presents towards the, the needy of, of uh, children out there. I mean, to me, that's a, that's a blessing because he was part of this ministry. Yes. Okay? And, and here's the thing, guys, that we have to understand that we cannot allow other things to distract us because it's so easy to look to the left, to the right, or what other people are doing or saying or look behind us. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. We need to take our focus and focus on what God wants to do within your life. Amen. Okay? Because once you're, you're challenged within you, and you know you, can I hear an amen? Amen. I say, you know you. Yes. And the thing is, is, is that you know you, and you know what God is telling you, what you need to get rid of, or what you need to take care of. And many times what we do, we just put it on top of the shelf and say, well, I'll take care of it later. But here's the thing, you need to learn how to take care of it now. Yes. In order for the blessing, you know, if time allows me, I want to share with you what, what, what God has placed within my heart. For the year 2024, there's a greater blessing than the year 23 that we have never seen before, that each and one of us can experience it within our lives, not by might or by power, but by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay? Amen. Pastor Kerry, you got anything to talk about concerning distractions? Yeah, if the devil can't destroy you, he'll distract you. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. that's good. That's good, man. The reality is, I mean, throughout Scripture, you see many, many mighty men of God who their downfall, their setbacks were through distractions. I mean, we can start in Judges with Samson. Man, that dude was distracted by women like crazy. I mean, just think, what would his legacy have been had he just kicked Delilah to the curb? Seriously. You know what I mean? I, I was just looking at Delilah. I was looking at Delilah. Don't do that. Don't do that, Jay. Yo, I could never preach about Samson and Delilah when Delilah was in youth ministry. I never wanted her to feel awkward. But seriously, what would Samson's legacy have been if he would have just ghosted Delilah? If David never would have gotten distracted with Bathsheba? Yes. You know what I'm saying? If Judas had never gotten... I mean, it was obviously in the big plan of things. God knew Judas was going to do what he did. But what if Judas had never gotten distracted... You know what I'm saying? And became just, uh, just, just decided to be true. I mean, there's so many different men. Sure. Solomon, most definitely. That dude was crazy. That's just mm-hmm. nuts. 700, that's crazy. <laughs> 700 wives and 300 side chicks, that's nuts. Wow. That's insane. 1,000 women. That's how you know he had money. Um, <laughs> but seriously, there are several people in Scripture who their biggest setbacks, their biggest downfall were because they were so easily distracted. Sin came into the world because Adam and Eve were distracted. They were deceived. You know what I'm saying? So 
Distraction's a real thing, and I truly believe that if the devil can't destroy us, he will do whatever he can to distract us, because our distractions will ultimately, if we don't get them in check and we don't repent, they will lead to our destructions. It's just bomb. David finally came to the point where he repented. There were still consequences for his sins, but everything got back in order, right? And so I truly believe, man, distractions, they can, they can really, really harm us. And, you know, I can speak on my, my life in my, you know, early 20s, how distractions really um, robbed me of some years uh, just by, you know, just being distracted, you know. And so um, I truly believe what helps with keeping our focus in line is having a devotional life. I've always believed that, you know, having that one-on-one time with God every single day, uh, or as I like to call it, spending time on the mountain. And I truly believe, man, when we zero in, we start our day with the Lord, man, it, it really sets focus on, hey, look, I'm going to stay here with the Lord and, and um, helps us when those temptations of distraction come upon our lives. Because there's temptation still for me today to get distracted, but I, you know what, Lord, this is who I am. This is who you've called me to be. And I'm not going to get distracted by all that nonsense out there, you know, so, yeah. Amen. Amen. So we're talking about uh, learning from the past and building towards the future. And that's why we're bringing up these subjects, because we, we've, we've saw what's going on. We've learned from the past. Now we're trying to build from the future and correct these things. And, and here's the thing. We've talked about commitment, uh, situations and setbacks that would discourage us. Uh, distractions that we can uh, uh, get us off off course. Here's the dangers. Okay, so now, okay, we're committed. We're good, man. We 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 we're strong. You know, we're raising our families. We're we're doing good. We're we're active in ministry. Uh, man, things are going good. Uh, our past no longer uh, is 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 keeping us from going forward. Man, we're seeing uh, new levels. We're seeing uh, new things happen in our life. Man, things are going great, pastors. But then here's the danger. The danger is sometimes we can be so good that we begin to let our guard down. Okay? And we relax. And we say, well, man, everything's good. Now I'm here, you know, and God's brought me from all that way. So now, uh, you, know, I, you know, I could do this, and I, I know that they need some help, or I, I know I could do this other, but... I'm just going to stay here for a little bit because it, it feels good here, okay? Uh, the dangers of, of, of uh, what do you call, of, of just letting our guard down, of thinking we got this together now, and so we don't have to climb higher like our next series is called. We don't have to continue praying a little bit longer, going and staying in the, you know, in the mountain a little bit more. I mean, we're already here. We're okay now. We're not okay. We've always got to continue uh, pressing forward, Pastor Sam. Well, we got, we got to go back to the basics. We, we have to continue to, to allow the Word of God to, to change us. You know, not be hearers only, but the Bible says be what? Doers. Doers of the Word of God. You, look, look what the Scripture says. It says all scripture. Everybody say all scripture. All scripture. It doesn't, it doesn't say just some. It says mm -hmm. all scripture is God's breath. His, he has breath, breath breathed those, the scripture upon us. And for what? For teaching, rebuking, correction, and training us to continue to walk 
in the righteousness. Not just when we're young Christians, no. but all the time. All the time. Say that again. Read, read those. Uh, it says, it says uh, all scripture has God's breath and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correction, and training in righteousness. That's for, that's for all areas. I mean, not just when you get started, but all. if you get to the point where you're like, oh, yeah, no, I already know that. Right, yeah, yeah, no, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I don't have to hear that. No, no, no. We're, we got to be teachable. We got to be corrected all the time. I mean, there, there's, the, here's the thing. When you get to a certain point, and you're teachable, and you're humble, and, and you know you know not to let your guard down, it's easier for you to say, hey, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is what I was thinking. What are you saying? And when we hear correction, we're not so stubborn to say, no, man, I'm not going to do that. No, because we've learned, hey, I don't want to mess up. So if that's what you're telling me, let me I'm going to pray about some stuff because that's some good insight. And we, and we correct ourselves. But this is for all the time, not just when we first get started. Amen. Amen. And you see, and there, here's another one. In Psalms, it says in 32.8, it says, I will instruct you and teach you the way you should go. See, mm-hmm. I, I think the problem that, that happens to a lot of us is that we're trying to teach the Lord. Yes. You know, we're, we're trying to tell him how how. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm, I know how, I've been doing this longer, you know, or whatever. But here's the thing. You have to allow him to instruct you, and you have to allow him to teach you. And then he says right here, and then also to counsel you. Hmm. Okay? And many times when, when we get counseling, we want to throw everything to everybody. Hmm. Well, he's the one that did it, or she's the one. Or they're the ones. No, here's the thing. When you're sitting down with the Lord, you receive the correction. Mm-hmm. And many times what happens is that we don't want to be corrected. And that's a, a, a checkup that we have to fulfill within our lives. Because if you're easily offended for any little thing, then that's, that's something that, that you have to evaluate within your life and you have to work those things because how how crazy is that you get your feelings hurt in ministry in church but at the football game or basketball game we don't get hurt yeah you, you know what i'm saying that that's just something that we have to learn because in the enemy's behind it of course but these are some things that we have to learn how to work to better our lives so the, the dangers of, of, uh, of, of us getting down spiritually or is, is this, is that we have to learn never to allow to put our guard down. We have to constantly. Now, are, are we going to fail? Well, yes, we're going to fail because we're not perfect. But here's the thing. Learn from your mistakes. Yes. Learn from those things. I had to learn because I was the type of person for 38, I mean, for all these um, uh, years in ministry, I was so easily offended for any little thing. Any little thing. They made fun of my image, I got, I got upset. I pronounced a word wrong, I got upset because I heard it. But here's the thing. I had to learn how to work those things within my life in order for me to be where I'm at right now. And so never, never in your life as you're walking this walk with the Lord, Never put, uh, let your, your guard down. Always have it up. Because why? Because 
there, there's, there's a place that we're trying to fulfill within our lives that we're trying to get to. Can I hear an amen? Amen. We're all, we're all striving to, to that area. Don't let nothing, the, be, the, be, the, the one that set the uh, example was Jesus Christ. He endured, he endured, he endured to the moment that he said, not my will be done, but thy will be done. And he took it upon the cross. Yeah. Okay? Right. And what's mind-blowing is this, is that you and I, we were not even born, but the Bible says that when he was on the cross, we were on his mind. Amen. Let me yes. tell you something. That's just something that God so loved the world that he gave. And he loved us. Why? Because he knew that there was a greater outpouring upon our lives. Amen. Amen. Pastor Kerry, what, what, what do you feel the dangers of letting your guard down can do to someone spiritually? Well, just real quick, just to follow Pastor Sam, and always remember, church, the Lord corrects those he loves. Mm -hmm. That's what Scripture yeah. says in Hebrews. Yeah. So don't be afraid. Embrace correction because it only helps us grow in life, in all honesty. Mm -hmm. um, but when you, we were talking about just now on the dangers of letting your guard down, I think of Nehemiah, the book of Nehemiah. Um, if you've never read Nehemiah, Nehemiah was a man who uh, the walls had been broken down, had been torn down. And when Nehemiah got the word, he felt pressed so strongly to go back to his hometown and rebuild everything, rebuild all the walls. Now, when they started rebuilding, there were raiders and all sorts of people who wanted to not see the progress being made. So what Nehemiah did was what? He had people on guard. Mm -hmm. He had people positioned all around. Why? So it would not... It would, there, would no, there wouldn't be any raiders. There wouldn't be nobody coming to break everything down to stop them. And so what he did was he had people stand guard all around, standing guard, standing guard. And when I think about that, you know, I think about, man, if, if there were people who weren't standing guard, if there are people who weren't standing guard, if there are people who were being lazy, if there are people who were just not taking that seriously, I mean, the job never would have been completed. Yes. Because people would have let their guard down. That's right. Right. And I, that's what I think of, you know, the enemy is like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. This is the bottom line. And the reality is this, the, well, not the reality, the truth is this, God has given us an armor so that we can withstand those attacks and we can actually take the fight to him. And so the dangers of letting our guard down, man, I've always said the enemy just needs a small opening to come in and cause all sorts of havoc, mm -hmm. right? Um, it's kind of like um, if your dog is an outside dog, and you let them into the kitchen or something like that. You let them into the house and they're not trained to be indoors. And all of a sudden they just get inside. Man, they go nuts. Like they get into everything, right? They start messing with pillows. They start messing with blankets. They start causing havoc, right? Um, and so they just, they just need a little bit of opening. And man, it's just crazy. So the dangers of letting our guard down, um, again, it, it, it's so important to keep our guard up. Uh, because if, if we let our guard down, like, again, the enemy is like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. That's ultimately what he wants. So it's so, so important to keep your guard up. Keep your guard up. Amen. And here's, here's, here's uh, work on the last point. Uh, some of the things we've learned in the past that is very, very, very important that uh, we understand is how important fellowship with God and God's people is. It really is, you know. 
I've heard different things as a pastor. I've heard, man, pastor, you know, hey, I'm good. You know, all, you know I'm, I'm okay. Just me and my, my little family here, man, we're good. We don't really need nobody. That's a lie. We all need somebody. Okay. Um, fellowship with God on a daily basis and fellowship with God's people is very, very important. Um, I've heard uh, people that, uh, you know, like I said, and I'll say it again in, in some of the preachings that I've said, 99.5% of people that say, that walk away from the church and say, yeah, I don't need to get involved. I don't really need to go. Uh, and they got all this new teaching that they got off of YouTube or whatever. Uh, usually don't continue serving God, period. They'll go back to living like they used to or worse, Okay. So if you think that it's going to be easy, just, hey, just me and God, man, just me and God. Well, God is all you need, correct. But also God made people to be a blessing to us for us to get together with. And it's so, so important for us to have time with God, fellowship with God, and fellowship with God's people. And I know Pastor Sam likes to fellowship with people. You know, <laughs> especially if they invite you to eat. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yes, okay. sir. <laughs> <laughs> I know sometimes you even see smoke signals. Yes, sir. <laughs> off of County Road 1200. <laughs> and fellowship begins, man. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Yep. Right. Look, what, look what it says. It says in, in uh, let's see, where's this at? First John chapter uh, 2, verses 3 through 6. It says, uh, it says uh, grace, mercy, peace from God, the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father and Son, will be with us in truth and love. It has given me great joy to find some of your children walking in the truth, okay, just as the Father commanded us. And now, dear lady, I have not written you a little commandment, but one we have had from the beginning, as that we love one another, mm -hmm. Okay. Because many people say that, you know, I got your back. But do you truly have their back? Yeah. Okay. Or you, or you just have their back as long as they're, they're, they're treating you right, you know, saying the nice things. But here's the thing. If we, we want to have true fellowship with the Lord, number one, and then true fellowship with one another, we have to learn how to accept each other the way God designed us to be. Mm -hmm. Okay? Not everybody, me and my wife, we, 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 we discussed this so many times. I'm the loud one. I don't believe that, man. <laughs> and my wife is the quiet one. Okay? And uh, anytime I come home, she already knows I'm going to make all kinds of noise. And that's just the way I am. Okay? And I know that there's some people that probably get under your skin, you know, within the body of Christ. But here's the thing. You have to learn how to adjust to them. Okay? Because not everybody's perfect. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Okay? Boy, that, was, so, that was weak, Pastor Sam. That was weak. <laughs> and so it says, and this is love that we walk in obedience, his commandments. As you have heard from the beginning, he has commanded that you walk in love. Yes. Okay? Here's the thing. In order for us to, to get this blessing, and I, I want to share this real quick, if that's okay with you, Pastor Chris, because sure. I don't have time. 
For 2024, how many here are believing for greater blessings? Amen? Amen. There has to be progressive advancement and promotion. The highest expectations will be fulfilled in order for you to experience these things. These are, and it ties into everything what we had discussed here tonight. Number one is that we have to stay in faith. Mm-hmm. We have to stay in faith. And number two, we have to, we cannot uh, uh, lose focus on the promises of God. Yes. Okay? And the last one is this. Don't allow nothing that's happening around the world and happening around your life to distract you from your relationship with the Lord. Yes. Okay? That's right. And the, 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 and the greatest thing that you can have to help you, and I believe with all my heart that this ministry has it, is because we allow the Lord to do what he wants to do, is that we have a pastor here and his wife and the family. We have other pastors and their wives that love Jesus Christ with everything they have. And, and, we, and when we have a church that loves Christ, oh, man, there Amen. is no weapon formed against us that can prosper. Amen. Okay? Because greater love it is. What is it if the Bible says in 1 Corinthians, if we make all these sounds, okay, but yet don't have love? Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay? So, so I just want to challenge you. Yes. Okay? To allow the Lord to get rid of those things within your life. You know what they are. You need to just get rid of them. If it's hurt from many, many years ago, get rid of them. Allow the Lord to heal you. I had to allow the Lord to heal me of a lot of things. Okay? And look what the Lord has done. Amen. 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 Pastor Kerry, let's get ready to wrap this up on fellowship with God and God's people. It's important, man. We've... We've taught on this, and kind of like every time we get to a certain point, you, you got to add this in almost every service because it's important, man. It's important, and we've seen the effects. As pastors, we've seen the effects that it has. We tell people, hey, man, stay connected. Stay connected with God. Stay connected. Stay connected with each other. Hey, you know, don't, don't, just, don't just quit and throw in the towel and not get involved and not come because we know what it's going to do to families, man, and we've seen it over and over and over again. The scripture says in Psalms 19.7, it says, The instructions of the Lord are perfect. The word is perfect, and it revives the soul. Yes. It refreshes us. That's why fellowship with God is so important, y'all. Like, seriously, because, man, when you, doesn't matter what it is you're going through, man, just being in his presence, it revives us, it refreshes us, it refocuses us. And that's why, like I said, me personally, I, that's how I start my day, you know, Um, leaning in and spending time with the Lord. So, yes, it is so, so important to have fellowship with the Lord and have fellowship with other believers. Yes. Right? Because iron does sharpen iron. Yes. And that's why it's important to have fellowship with the right people. I'm going to say the right people Um, because, you know, you can hang around with some people who can be a bad influence on you. Right? Um, Mm -hmm. And if you're not strong enough. And so, I definitely believe you should have Fellowship with people that will sharpen you, that will make you better, um, that want to believe the best for you. Um, because, again, God created us for community and for fellowship. Yes. This is the bottom line. I mean, I'll never understand why people say what you were talking about because Jesus had 12 people around him all times. Yes. It's like, 
Jesus did, so why can't you? You know, like you can't just be stuck to yourself. Exactly. Um, but yes, iron sharpens iron. And so it's so, so important that not only do we have fellowship with the Lord, but fellowship with other people who can sharpen us and make us better. And you find those people in a local church. Amen. So as we get ready to wrap up, we only have like two minutes, two, almost three minutes. Um, one of the things that I want to encourage you is, again, serving God has to be a decision that you make. You got to just say, look, no matter what we go through, no matter what comes our way, we're going to serve God one way or another. And if I can't serve in this ministry anymore because uh, may, maybe it just, it just has changed or maybe I just can't keep up or whatever, then, you know, there's, there's somewhere in the church, there's something I can do for God. And one of the things that I've, I've experienced that I've seen here lately is our lives are just like one chapter after another. So if you don't like this chapter that you're in, don't worry. Hang in there. Stick with God. Still keep plowing away. Keep doing what you're doing. Another chapter is going to unfold. And it's, and it's crazy because... When this next chapter comes up, you're going to understand why you had to go through that other chapter. You're going to be like, oh, okay, now I know, okay? And sometimes you get years that chapters begin to fly quicker than others, and there's other chapters you would like to stay uh, uh, not as long in. And it's just amazing. So I want to encourage you. If you just started walking with the Lord not too, too long ago, I want to encourage you. It gets better. It gets better. And I'm telling you what, it, you know, you, you start taking small steps, stall, stall, uh, small strides. Sometimes it seems like you get stagnant, and then all of a sudden you'll see giant levels yeah. that you just hit. And you're like, whoa, I'm glad I never gave up. Amen? Amen. Finish us up for our podcast, Pastor Kerry. Pastor Sam, appreciate you being with us tonight. If you don't see him a lot. He's uh, a lot of times with the youth, uh, children's ministry, and in uh, other ministries, or he's hiding behind that baptistry wall waiting to come out. <laughs> Don't go in the water unless there's somebody baptized, okay, uh, waiting. But you just appear, man, all of a sudden. That's cool, man. That's scary. <laughs> uh, thank you all for tuning in to our podcast tonight. You can catch this um, on audio platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, or you can watch this on video platforms such as YouTube, MNV Lubbock, or on Facebook at our uh, page It's called Ministerio Suave Vida every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Amen. We're done, church. Praise God for that. Isn't that good? <laughs>